0: Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley and with me is Derek Spest. Hello. So I uh, did a lot of things this week, Derek. It's been pretty busy. We did the uh, Kitchener-Waterloo Canoe Symposium and that was pretty decent as it always is. I uh, saw some good uh, present, uh, presentations and met some interesting people. We were actually sponsors this year, so we had our little table set up yep. and uh, you know, got our banner out there and handed out some business cards and some little flyers and... Yeah, we is we is popular. <laughs> <laughs> we're the popular kids at school this week.
1: Uh, you went for a hike with your kiddies and your wife. I did. It was the first. It was the first time we got out without snow. So although there's in the where we are, there's still snow and ice in the woods. I was surprised by it, but because uh, it's just been actually quite warm, mild spring, and so the ice, there's still ice in the woods. There's still little drifts of snow, and and we're pretty south we're south ontario so yeah well they, was, there was
0: uh those few days of rain there last week too so that's mm-hmm. going to get rid of some of the uh, leftover snow that's for sure
1: but it was nice to get out the road the the paths were really muddy and i made the mistake of wearing sneakers and <laughs> so. oh what a maroon <laughs> the kids had rubber boots and yeah, Siobhan yeah. Had I- parents I-kers. yell
0: at the kids to dress properly yeah and yeah, yeah and then they because <laughs> my mom always said don't do as I do, do as I say.
1: <laughs> I didn't think it would be so mucky. I was surprised. It's spring. But it's, it's, it's what are a, you, new? Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice area. You, it's sort of uh, a reminder of, uh, you know, you get used to winter time and it's that, that clinical cleansing smell of, of just like, there's no smell. It's just cold. And, and this is the first hike we did where I could smell the pine trees and, and mm-hmm. smell the forest cover. And, you know, there was a, a area where we came across a fire pit somebody had a campfire and uh just that those it was summer smells those camping smells it was uh it was really nice experience to to get that into my nose again get you going ready for spring ready for summer yeah yeah. oh yeah (laughs)
0: um yeah yeah you know what just been between the shows that have been going on the toronto outdoor adventure show the ottawa outdoor adventure show and
1: Brings uh, a busy time of year, all these yeah. shows on, like all the, uh, like Kevin Callan and Becky Mason, this is the, their busy time of year, I imagine. Yeah. It's well, all have been stalking shows. Kevin, apparently, <laughs> yeah.
0: we've been hitting all these shows. I mean, you didn't come with me to the Ottawa one. I never one, made it, no. But, um, I'm standing there and he's standing right next to me and I'm just like, oh man, I'm just feeling like a stalker, you know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're hitting up all these shows there and meeting people and chatting with people and, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the, the uh, paddle smart people, um, getting ready for everything, you know, safety and everything like that, uh, you know, paddle Canada and everything like that, chatting with them all and, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it, it, touching base with everybody and, you know, seeing, yeah, we're on the same page as everybody else. And, yeah. It's you know. a
1: busy time of year in the spring as, as people are preparing for the new season and people are doing their circuits for their, their, uh, the trade shows and whatnot. It's, uh, it, you know, all the excitement is out there. Everybody's really you know getting ready for ice out
0: oh big time big time you know it's only a matter of time till you're out there uh, polishing the canoe and yeah. making sure it's all ready getting your gear ready and you know well i imagine right the ice line the...
1: is even as we speak it's marching north and and uh ice is going to be out everywhere in in southern and northern ontario soon well in southern
0: month. ontario i already know a few friends that have already been out in their canoes for the to start the season. You yeah, know, taking those little day trips and. It's not a
1: really fair comparison to Southern Ontario because like Lake Ontario and some of the rivers never ice over.
0: Yeah. No, but they're still cold. You're not going out in the big lake. I mean, these are no. the little, like the Grand River and stuff, <laughs> yeah. right? Oh, okay. Yeah. You're hitting those, uh, they're, they're ice free right now. So. Yeah. You get out there and do a little early spring paddle and mm-hmm. I mean, you're not doing long trips, but you get out for a couple of hours and have some fun and. You know, dip the paddle for a bit, and uh, then head on home. You're not too far from home, so it's a yep. good it's a good day thing on a weekend, right? And that's exactly what's going on this time of year. You're you're getting stuff out. You're getting out there, and it's a good good thing to do because then you know if you need to replace anything before you know the season's fully underway. If you need a new paddle, if you need a new uh, PFD, if you need, you know, a new uh, safety kit for your canoe, a new seat for your canoe, then you know, like this is the time that, that you're going to find out all this stuff that's gone wrong over the winter while your canoe's been sitting and all your gear's been sitting. So it still gives you time before your first big trip of the season to, yeah to replace all this stuff. So that's perfect this time to get out there for, you know, even a half a day paddle sort of thing. Right. And that's, uh, what, uh, people tend to be doing right about now. Um, I was, talking to a couple people about the trips and stuff like that. Uh, and the trips I do and you know how much fun I have out there on the canoe trips and stuff like that. People that don't really go paddling, you know, they you always get the question like, what are you doing this for? And, and whatnot. And you know, you're talking about the things you see and the things you hear like, you know, the birds and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. or sitting on a rock late at night and you're, you know, looking up at the stars, that sort of stuff. Uh, cooking over a campfire and, the, you know, the different tastes of the food compared to frying something up on the stove at home, that sort of stuff. And it got me thinking about paddling and the five senses. How much do you actually pay attention to your senses while you're paddling?
1: Well, for me, it's early in the season, I pay a lot of attention to it because it's, you're getting back out again, right? Yeah. And, and, but late in the season, you start to forget to pay attention as much unless there's a significant like it like always during a thunderstorm or just a a rainfall or a light rainfall i love the sound of rain on the tent i love the sound of rain on the canoe Mm -hmm. i love that hiss as the rain hits the lake if you're I, i love paddling in the rain because that hiss on the water is it's it's i love it i i'll always stop and pay attention to that but you know with a lot of stuff like uh, by it slides end, after. It slides like towards the end of the season. I start to get really tired of the smell of a of the wet charcoal in a in a rained out fire pit.
0: Yeah, well, the big thing is, uh, you know, you go on a canoe trip to get away from the sounds, the smells and the yeah. hustle and bustle of the city.
1: The hiss of tires, the horns and Yeah, the, the people, yeah, the noise, the the, all that white noise that's yeah.
0: always always around you, right? So that's why, you know, that's why oh yeah, you go out there and and you lose all of that. Yeah. But all you're really doing is exchanging that noise, those smells, those sights and sounds with something else, for something completely different. Yeah. Yeah. So as as I'm just going through all of this in my head there, um, I'm just thinking, you know what? Yeah, that's that's all it is. You're not you're not getting away from the noise, the sights, the sounds. You're getting away from certain ones and just going to news. going to new ones. Yeah, and more I think that's what ones. makes it more pleasant. Well, and that's exactly what it is. It's more pleasant sights, sounds, smells, you know, uh, touching, yeah. hearing that sort of stuff, right? Um, cause your, your five senses are sight, smell, taste, touch, and hearing. Yeah. Those are right. Yeah. Those are right. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta think for a second I there. I gotta go back to high school. No, I gotta go back to, yeah. <laughs> um, so when you go out for a paddle, your senses are bombarded by nature and by the very act of paddling and the events associated with paddling. hmm So if you picture yourself out on the water whether you're in a canoe, whether you're in a kayak, a stand-up paddleboard, it doesn't really matter. It's all pretty much the same. Um, let, let's go through this sense sight when you're you're looking around. Of yeah, course, it's the right? it's the
1: colors, the glistening, the sh- the shadows amongst the trees. The yeah,
0: you're taking in the scenery: a waterfall, a yeah, river, the blue sky, watching the birds fly by. Yeah. Right, that sort of stuff. Watching a moose, that sort of thing.
1: I always, what always catches me is the, uh, and I always call it the Simpson sky. It's, you look up and you see the, those random clouds and the blue sky and just like, it doesn't look real. It's like a cartoon. It's like too pretty. A couple of, just a
0: couple (laughs) perfectly placed fluffy clouds. Yeah. It's like the Simpson sky. (laughs) Um, you know, yeah. And you're looking in the direction you're going, the route you're taking, possibly looking at a map. And if you're paddling with people, you're looking back and forth to them, Yeah, you know, seeing where they are in relation to you, making sure you're not too far ahead, making sure you're you're not too far behind.
1: Yeah. But now think of it not from, not from a clinical sense. Think of it from a sensory, uh, what you're appreciating, not the fact Mm -hmm. that you're looking at your canoe partner, but think about it from what you're, you're feeding your brain. You're feeding your brain because you enjoy the different colors of the evergreens on the lake, on the lake shore. You're enjoying the different colors of the water. It's like you come along and you enjoy it. It's like, oh, the water's so clear. Or, you know, you go to one of those tea lakes and it's uh, had the the, the tannins. the the tannins in the water and you have that really deep, dark tea colored water. So all of those sensory things that you're gaining and it's feeding your soul type thing, right? It's, that's, that's what... When I think of the five senses, I don't think of the the clinical stuff of what you're looking at. I'm thinking of what is feeding my brain. And it is the colors of the trees and like falls. Well, when it comes to. to, Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. When when it comes to sight. Yes.
0: You're thinking it's it's like art. Yes. Right. When you look at a painting. But here you are, you're looking at this painting, but in real life, Mm -hmm. you know, you're seeing the the canoes and you're seeing the colors and you're seeing the water and how it all relates to everything, everything relates to each other. And it just brings on this big, big thing that you're, you're just looking at all, taking it all in. Yeah. 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 I see what you mean about, you know, not just, not just looking at, yeah, there's a canoe. Yeah. But how it relates with everything. Yeah. Right. And
1: and I'm, I'm right now I'm, I'm thinking about, and when I think of all the senses, I, I think of how. Like my kids are just now starting to become interactive. Yeah. They're three years old and six years old. So it's like my six-year-old, like it's just a, it, it amazes me. I didn't think a six-year-old could be that observant or that smart or that functional, right? They're, they're six, right? But I, she's pretty functional. <laughs> she's a little human. Anyways. It's, yeah. You got to watch what you say around them. <laughs> yes. Oh, all the time. They don't miss much. No, But it's, all. I try and relate to, to Stella. It's like what to appreciate what to get out of something. It's like, look at that. Like, uh, just yesterday we we're driving along and I, I saw a deer in the field and we turned around, parked on the side of the road, walked to the edge of the field and stared at the deer. Right. And, and so the deer looked at us, we looked at it. So it was that visual thing. And I'm trying to appreciate, get them to appreciate the outdoors more. Right. right. So it's, it's the, one of those things. It's like every day I'm teaching the kids about the five senses. And they, ha- they they'll, they'll, they pick it up.
0: No problem. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know. Um well let's move on to the next one smell. Uh I mean you can close your eyes and just take a big breath. Yes. You know and yeah. the things you you smell I mean what well, you were saying you, you got the pine smells this this weekend. Mm, um but uh, yeah you know the smell of the water from place to place changes yeah. depending on where you're canoeing at. If there's a beaver the dam time. nearby the water marsh. Change, yeah off the water a waterfall smell changes, yeah. Time of year, whether it's warm water, colder water.
1: If the wind's coming off the lake or from shore. You get some shore smells of the lake smells.
0: Um, different uh, odors carried on the breeze. You know, there could be uh, wildflowers down yeah. the shore and they carry them straight up to you. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, it all just, and that enhances. Now, when you're in interior you might catch the, the smell of campfires later in the day if you're passing by yes. campsites on a lake. You know, yep. you're smelling that campfire smoke go as you are going by. somebody's cooking something or you know you take it all in and and it's it's just totally different than than a city smell
1: oh absolutely you know the the, the tarmac the 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 saccharine smell of like concrete and it, it's just like it's nice to actually smell something natural instead of something that's produced and, yeah you know like like wood preservative on your deck or whatever it's like uh, it's it's so it's yeah, well, not those things that really feed your soul. It's more things that you just kind of learn and uh, learn to ignore. Yeah. When
0: when you're in a city, you may have a nice flower garden and you can smell the flowers, but there's always those background. Absolutely. Background
1: yeah. smells
0: that you're getting there's in. There's
1: always automobile exhaust. No matter where you go, yeah. it's like it hangs out.
0: So when you're out there, I mean, you, you just close your eyes and you're just sitting there and you're breathing in and, and you're smelling all the individual little things, but it, it there's nothing really... Um, well, I shouldn't say nothing really <laughs> offensive, I guess is, is the word <laughs> I'm looking for. Um, you know, <clears throat> there's maybe the Thunderbox. Well, <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> a smell for you, <laughs> but I mean, you're smelling the wet grass, you're smelling the water, the, 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 the marsh, yeah, the marsh may be a bit offensive, but it's a natural smell and yep. that's what you're getting. You're getting all these natural smells, just filling your, your senses and stuff like that. Uh, and when you're talking about the campfires and stuff like that, and people are, you know, cooking dinners, whatever, you talk about taste, the the sense of taste. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, um, if you're out for a long day paddling and you, you I mean, you're, you're sitting there relaxed <coughs> and you're eating granola or something like, something that's associated with paddling. Yep. You know, that sort of brings you into it, right? It's sort of, it's sort of, you get the taste of that specific food. Mm -hmm. If you're back country camping and you get the campfire going and you're making your dinner over the fire. I mean, that alone, it's a total different taste than what you're getting at home. You could be cooking the same sort of thing, but it's going to have a different, you're getting the wood taste in, you know, the, the smoky, (coughs) smoky taste in there. Um, as opposed to just, you know, Yeah, cooking something over a a burner sort of thing. So the tastes of food and stuff like that is, well, and if you're lucky enough to inhale a bug.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've done that. Mm, I believe that's deer
0: fly I'm tasting. (laughs) Well, it's
1: funny. Some bugs actually have distinct tastes and flavors to them.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, even fish. You're out there, you're camping, you catch yourself a couple of fish, depending on the time of year. Yeah, depending on where you've caught them, depending on the type of fish. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's all those different flavors that, and like I say, you add the, the smell of the campfire mm-hmm. that you're cooking it over. Totally adds to it. Oh yeah. Right? So there's sight, smell, and taste. Touch. Touch is a big one.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, the feel of the paddle in your hand. That one always really sticks with me, the paddle in the hand, because it's, it's, if there's patches on your paddle that you've worn down through the varnish and, and it's some rough spots and this, the squeegeeness of the squeakiness of the water on the throat of the paddle when you're paddling, it's, it's those things that really kind of stick in my mind from year to year that, uh, well, you know, if you're. 1,500 paddle strokes a day on a yeah. difficult trip. You, you you start to memorize the uh, the feel of the paddle in your hand. Yeah,
0: where, yeah, a little groove or whatever, that sort of, yeah. th- where your hand fits perfect, right? Uh, feel of the vibrations of the water through the hull of your canoe or kayak, yes. right? yeah. Uh, or your p- stand up paddle board as it hits the board. Mm-hmm. You know, you're getting a thum, thum, thum yeah. sort of sort of thing, right?
1: Yeah, if it's just a little light chop, you get the bubbles that roll down underneath, you can mm-hmm. feel that little vibration of the bubbles thundering underneath the hull and yeah.
0: Um, the heat of the sun, mm-hmm. the breeze of the the wind, yeah, you know, absolutely. like on your, on your skin. That's all, that's all touch. Yeah. Uh, the bite of a mosquito, <laughs>
1: the slap of the hand <laughs> yes. after the said
0: mosquito. Damn it.
1: <laughs> I don't like that memory. <laughs> you
0: know, that's all touch. That's <laughs> uh, the splash of water, you know, when you're Paddling and somebody doesn't lift their paddle high enough, yes, yeah. and you know the paddle hits the water. The stern guy
1: slaps the water, yeah. and you get up, your back, of your head gets wet.
0: Yeah, that's all touch. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the big senses, I, I think. Though is is touch. Um, sight is a big one because you're you're always looking, right? But touch, you're always touching things. Yeah, whether you're putting gear gear in or out of the canoe. Portage in the canoe, yeah. cooking, setting up camp, paddling, washing your hands in the water, uh, everything.
1: The face full of spiderwebs as you're the first one down the portage. Oh, I
0: love that. <laughs> because that's when you learn all the Kung Fu moves. <laughs>
1: There's
0: some epileptic fella in front of us. <laughs> no, it's a spider web. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah everything is everything is there's so much touch yes. involved in paddling
1: and you can't pay attention to all of it because it become it would be, just become overwhelming you learn to tune out and ignore a lot of it yeah as you you kind of you have to kind of pay attention to one or two senses at a time and it's like it, it, it's there's so much sensory like you learn to ignore so much in the normal run of a day when you're driving the car or you're walking into the into the building at work or or whatever you just you just tune it all out yeah but i mean when you're
0: out there you you're yeah there comes a to, point you're trying to you're absorb t- everything you're
1: trying to pay attention to all of it
0: but there is only so much you can yeah take in right
1: mm-hmm. uh
0: the last sense is hearing and I think this is another big
1: one. I think this is one of the biggest ones that I pay attention to. The sounds, yeah. yeah, and and it's it's not always good. It's a lot of it is bad too. Like you know, middle of the night and you're listening to something. <laughs> walk through camp. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I mean, the splash of water
0: again. Waves yep. against the hull of your yes. of your craft. Yeah. The dip of the paddle, the birds going by, the bugs whipping by, wind. Wind through the trees. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, companions you're with, chit-chatting as you're paddling. You hear the murmur right? of people across camp, yeah. Yeah, or, yeah, if, you, if you're sitting in, in camp. Yeah. Right? Um, uh, yeah, it, it it may be really peaceful. And if you do concentrate on it, you'll find, and this is where I, where I was making my comparison, is you'll find it actually is quite noisy.
1: It is, yeah. But it's... Pleasant noises. It's noises yeah. you're looking forward to.
0: I had my, I, I was doing a, a film, ooh, probably like seven years ago. And I had set up um, my recorder and whatnot um, in the bush. I just went out in the middle of the forest and I set it up mm-hmm. just to start recording noises and stuff. Okay. Holy cow. It's like shut up <laughs> Between the bugs, the chirping, yeah. the birds, the different types of birds, yeah. the woodpeckers, uh the chipmunks in the in the grass and the leaves and <laughs> there is so much noise out there. Like, I'm going back home, oh, it's too noisy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean when it comes to, to paddling, the, the hearing is is huge. And I mean even paddling down a river. You hear the, the, you know, there's rapids or a waterfall. Yeah, up you're there, listening for it. And you're listening for it, That's it, right? important. <laughs> and then you, it gets louder and yeah. louder and louder, right? And when you're on a portage, you're hearing where the river is to your side. Yes. That you're portaging around. Even, yeah. Right? It's it's all there. So, I mean, the, the so the five senses, when it comes to paddling, you're, you're just exchanging city noise and sights and sounds. Yeah. And, you know for country.
1: Yeah. You're making, so, you're, you're choosing a selection of different senses to, or uh, different feedbacks and than what you're used to.
0: Yeah. Now, if you're on a canoe trip and the senses are, yeah, the senses are overloaded whether you're on the water or off. And so, I mean, even think of the portage, right? The banging of yeah. your gear, the smells of the forest as you walk along the portage, sounds of animals in the path in the underbrush, uh, feeling of the stubbed toe on a rock.
1: (laughs) So so you're getting them all in there, right? Well, there's also, and this thing is, that it always kind of amazes me because you never really, you never hear it. You just never hear it because in you, when you're in a, in your home, if you're sleeping at night, you just never hear this until you're out in total silence and camping for the first two days you hear. Almost like a tinnitus in your ears. Yeah. There's this constant buzz buzz in the background. It's like, what is that noise? There's a high pitch. And you can't figure out what it is. And then about two days later after you've been out and it's nice and quiet, that buzziness suddenly goes away. And then like third or fourth night, suddenly you can actually hear the silence. It's just so quiet.
0: I'll be sitting there. Now, have you ever gone out at night on the water? In a oh, nice, yeah. calm lake. On, on a full moon night. Full and... moon night. You're looking at the stars up there. Yeah. You're you're just laid back and you're just letting yourself go. Just listen to everything, yeah. smell everything. And it is so quiet that, yeah, all you hear is this ee- The tinnitus ee- in your ears. <laughs> in your ears. And you're like, but there's nothing there.
1: Right? <laughs> so, that noise yeah, is there's... coming from inside my head. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> but you know uh other other things that you think of that your senses when they catch on to it definitely brings you um to a time and place mhm chopping of wood yeah right i mean right off the bat there's you hear the chopping of wood and you're thinking canoe yes. trip yeah right um the smell of campfire cooking wet rain like everything being wet the forest being wet yeah, you know, that, you're thinking that oh.
1: loamy rotting leaf smell. That's yep. actually pleasant,
0: and I think some of the best sight things: sunrises and sunsets. Mm-hmm. Right. Those are those are the, the the good parts of the of the senses. So the five senses are huge. Yes. Absolutely huge when it comes to paddling. Yeah. And y- you and, can't get away from them.
1: And I, I guess everybody could really pick their own favorites or their own ones they don't like or whatever like you know like we've already mentioned the sounds that we love like there's a few that it's kind of that it rings in your head it's like oh like a sound that it's I, I consider it one of the worst sounds it's like you're in a quiet campsite first thing in the morning and it's like nice and soft and you can hear the wind blowing the birds are chirping and then somebody takes about five feet of zipper on their tent <laughs> It's like, oh, reality. Damn. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or somebody across is getting up extra early because it's uh, the day they're leaving camp yeah. or whatever. Yeah, you can hear them throw their, their paddles into
1: their uh, canoe. Thump, bang.
0: Yeah. There's a sound that you don't like. Somebody paddling.
1: Thump. Thunk, 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 thunk across the gunnels. If it's repetitive, it kind of bugs me. But if it's periodic, it's on, it only bugs me when I do it myself.
0: Yeah. So those are the five senses and whether you think about them or not, they're always there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, next time you're out paddling, think about what your five senses are.
1: Yeah. and, And just drill it into your head. It's something that you can take home with you and in kind of package way because i often do that like in the winter when i'm thinking of camping i i run through some of these things in my head and thinking oh yeah i really I miss the, that i miss the smell yeah. of the campfire i miss yeah. the crackle of the flames i miss the popping of the wood mm-hmm. you know
0: i miss the scream as i stub my toe <laughs>
1: Someone someone hits their finger with an axe. I miss the, the sound of that bear walking yeah. through camp in the middle of the night.
0: Well, on that note, <laughs> let's go beyond the five senses. Okay. 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 <laughs> if you want to go beyond the five senses, the sense of imagination. Yes. Of what it must have been like in the early years for the early voyagers to go through areas you're paddling. And what the lives of natives that painted the pictographs on the rocks were like. Mm
1: -hmm. You can only
0: imagine that. And there's that sense of imagination when you're out paddling. Yes. Right? So that's one of them. The sense of wonder at the things you see in nature... The flowers, geological formations.
1: Yeah, that's it's amazing to see stuff like that. A deer
0: with with a fawn. Yeah. That sort of it's just just that sense of wonder seeing this Mm because you don't see it all the
1: time. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, exactly. So there's there's that sense of wonder in our in our day this day and age.
0: The sense of impending doom. (laughs) As you lay awake in your tent at night listening to the sounds that go bump in the night, thinking there's something outside your tent waiting to get you. The sense of relief as you realize the bear outside your tent is just a chipmunk scurrying in the
1: underbrush. Oh, I've got a story for that. It was, it was on Burn Island Lake in Algonquin Park and I, it was like middle of the night and it just caught my ear and it woke me up. It was, it sounded like a footstep coming down into leaves. It was, it's like coming right for the tent. I woke up Siobhan. And it's like, what is that? What is that? And it, uh, there was probably about 10 or 12 steps. And I'm thinking, why is it walking so slow? And the next thing I knew, I, we turn on the light and I saw the, there was a bang on the tent and I saw the imprint, the impression of a frog on the side of the tent. <laughs> and he had a hook hand. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought there's an animal walking right towards us and it's just a frog <laughs> bouncing on leaves but it was four feet long and razor shop peep it's one of those things it's like on the first one or two nights of your very first camps camping trip of the season the anticipation of everything is like amped up it's over the top it's like the frog scared the crap out of me <laughs> <laughs> What was he but later in the fall, after you've had a few camping trips under your belt, oh, he, yeah, he kinda, just it's like, frog. oh, then it's a just a yeah. whatever. Or you even, oh, it's a bear. He's going to pass by. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Right. Because the bears don't care about you. Yeah. They want and, the burger you got stacked <laughs> Exactly. But I tell you that, that, that frog landing on the side of the tent, I could see the outline of his little pads, of his, of his little fingers, yep. his front and back feet. And it's like, oh, the sense of relief. As that fear rolls off of you. Well, there goes that
0: horror movie. <laughs> Failed at the theater. There was no Oscar nomination. Killer frog. Stupid frog. <laughs> um, the sense of excitement at the beginning of a trip, thinking of all the things you might see along the yeah. way.
1: Your first campsite that you find, mm-hmm. the excitement of the setting the tent up for the first time. Even just starting out from the original beach. Yeah. After you
0: park your car and let's go. Yeah, the
1: car is locked, and you're thinking, all tucked away, and you're pushing away from shore. The, the first moments of push away, it's like, oh.
0: You got the map in front of you. Okay, we're going to hit this, we're going to hit that. Yeah. This, this portage, that portage. We're going here, we're going yeah. there. Just that sense of excitement. Last but not least, the overpowering sense of disappointment Uh. that washes over you when you pull your canoe out of the water one last time you load your gear back into the car and you head home
1: but see I don't have that sense I do every time I don't I I enjoy the trip for what it was and usually when it's when I'm like I'm my brain is starting to get back into Oh, uh, I gotta pay this bill, that bill. So you start to pr- fall back into your old ways as you head towards shore, thinking, "Okay, well, we gotta stop for gas on the way back." And it's it's sort of mechanical for me. I've already I've already enjoyed the trip, and I don't. It's, it's not a sense of oh, it's over. It's more of a sense of hmm. I get to sleep in a bed tonight. You're the, you're the guy that jumps out going,
0: woohoo, I'm alive.
1: <laughs> A little bit of
0: that. Yeah. No, not me. You know what? Like until I get home and I unpack all my gear and that's when I start thinking, okay, well, got to go to work tomorrow or I got to do this, got to do that. That sort of thing. That's when I get out until my canoe, as long as my canoe's on that water, I'm not thinking about any of that stuff. <laughs> and when I come around that bend and I can see where I parked the vehicle, yeah, that's just like, oh, that's just like, why don't you just like. Stab me in the heart with a pen, you know, that's, (laughs) that's it for me.
1: I'm thankful I'm alive. I've been lost for three days. I haven't eaten in two days because I lost all the food. The bears got it. It's like, oh, thank God I'm home. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't a bear, it was a frog. It was a great big frog.
0: (laughs) So those are your senses
1: when it comes to paddling. Um, What did we come up with? We had a list. I think we ended up with 12 senses.
0: Uh, yeah. At one point we had like 12 senses. Some of there's them the we didn't list five. here. Yeah. Five, Sorry. six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. Yeah. yeah. 11 of them are here and there's a few that, yeah. They were not yeah. clean enough to put on air. The, the sense of relief as <laughs> you actually get to the Thunderbox. <laughs> <laughs> so next time you're out paddling, just think about your senses. And you, I mean, you're, you're, you're going to, you might think it's a bit weird, but just take a look here. You know, what, what are you hearing? What are you smelling? What are you feeling?
1: And let, yeah, if you eat that big deer fly, how's he taste? <laughs> <laughs> Some of you out there already know what we're talking about. You can already visualize every time we talked about the smell of pine trees or the smell of the water, or the smell of the loamy lo- lo- leaves, you know what we're talking about. But if you're listening to us and you're like, I don't get it, I think you need to take a moment And try to appreciate what's around you and what you're missing out on. Because it's, it's, I think everybody should really appreciate the opportunities that your own senses give to you in the enjoyment of the outdoors and in whatever. Uh, But chances are, if you're listening to this show, I think everybody listening to the show is really knows how to relate to us and how we're describing the senses and how we appreciate what is, what our senses are able to provide for us.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it, it all comes down to one of the other reasons why you go out into the woods and onto the water is other to than slow get away down. from the cops. Yeah. To get away from the cops because, you know, hide a body, that sort of thing. <laughs> it's to slow down from the hustle and bustle of, of everyday life. Absolutely. You know, and by slowing down, you are taking notice of, the, of these things. And if you're not taking notice of this stuff while you're on canoe trips and kayak, you're going too fast. You're, yeah. You're missing the yes. point of it all. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's my opinion, but.
1: And and I think in this day and age, and I'm seeing more and more of it online, uh, YouTube videos, this, that, the other thing, everything is about an experience. It's not about the moment. It's about creating experience. So people are seeing how fast they can paddle to the end of the lake, how fast they can, like, for example, and not speaking down of it, but like the Brent run. Mm-hmm. Or or races and everybody this there's, there's this a competition against you yourself your the everybody else in the competition is everything is becoming a competition and everybody's trying to figure out how best to record it. Everybody's like you're paddling along with a GoPro on your head and stuff like this. It's <coughs> it's it's getting it's changing slightly and it's I I blame the millennials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just we blame, blame them for everything nowadays, man. <laughs> So so
0: yeah, slow down, take your time, let your senses just figure everything out and, and take it all in as much as you can yes. and just totally enjoy it. But yeah, spring is, is sprung, paddling season is right around the corner. I can see it from my doorstep. <laughs> so let's take a quick break and when we come back, we got a few other things to chat about. You are listening to Paddling Adventures Radio on Reno Viola Outdoors. Do you enjoy getting on the water with a paddle in your hand? If so, this show's for you. Listen to Paddling Adventures Radio every Wednesday at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. and see what's happening in the world of paddle sports. Paddling Adventures Radio. Whether you're close to home or far away, grab a paddle and get on the water. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters
1: Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit wrvoradio.com online.
0: Welcome back. Uh, Got a few things here we just want to talk about. Nothing in particular sort of deal, but uh, we got uh, a few things. We talked on a a previous show about uh, a couple of people, um, Joe and Peggy. The two paddling five, uh, go to two, the number two paddling five, the number five dot com. They're paddling the five great lakes to benefit pediatric brain cancer research. Uh, they've actually left, um, they've been on it for what, a week and a half at least now they, they started and, uh, yeah, we we totally forgot to touch base on this last week. Uh, but they, yeah, they're out there and they're actually doing their, their trip now, uh, left Port Huron and Cruising around all five great lakes. And yeah, go onto their site. There's a place there you can donate and and, and see where they are. They've got the spot unit. You can track them, that sort of thing. It is a a good cause. Um, There was a a young girl that had passed away from cancer and a brain tumor. And five days before her 10th birthday. And her parents have been raising money for this this cause for years. And uh, the money goes to a research doctor that... uh, you know, hopefully find a cure one day. And Joe and Peggy decided this was such a great thing that they're, they're going to do something. And this is what they've come up with, is uh, paddling the five, five great lakes, don- uh, getting donations, and uh, hopefully helping out. 2paddling5.com. Uh, the two and the five are actually the numbers, not spelt out. Second uh, thing coming up, the CKS Paddle Fest. That's coming up in May, 26th to 29th. Now, that's not going to be for us, but uh, it's Buena Vista, Colorado. Oh, excellent. That'd be kind of cool to go down there, though. Would be. Ckspaddlefest.com.
1: So what's that canoe, kayak, stand paddleboard? That's
0: what I'm thinking, yeah. You know what? I looked for that, and I I couldn't find anything. But this event, it happens every year. This is the season kickoff event for the Colorado whitewater scene, which there's a lot of. Um, you can, All different events uh, Some of them you compete for a cash purse uh, River surfing, SUP hill and downhill race I'm Not sure exactly what that is
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering that myself It's like the, it's a downhill race Anyways it's
0: uh... Yeah so that that's taken place uh, There's a lot of educational clinics at this thing uh, that are offered. Learn to surf clinics, essential for river stand-up paddle boarding, stand-up paddleboard race clinic, that sort of stuff. There's whitewater and flat water events for stand-up paddle boards, kayaks, and rafts. A lot of things for the whole family to get involved in, which is cool. I didn't see anything about canoes. It's all rafts, stand-up paddle boards, and kayaks. I think we grab our canoes, we go down there and just crash the party. <laughs> 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 yeah take it to them we're rebels without a clue man uh cks will off will be offering in-store discounts on all gear uh, they say they want to make sure that you're you're set up with the best equipment for your abilities before you hit the water which is cool because you know you don't want a uh, new person that's never paddled before set up with all the top-notch gear that yeah. is way beyond what they need really. yes Nothing like spending ten thousand dollars and find out you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you are that person, uh, check our website, find my email address, send me a note to tell me where you're going to send all that, uh, that stuff, yeah, that, when uh, you don't uh, want that gear when you don't want it anymore. <laughs> I'll, I'll be sure to keep an eye out for it. <laughs> um, closer to home for us though, the Kingston to Ottawa K20 River Race uh, Kingston to Ottawa.ca, the two being the number two, not spelt out. Um, July 23rd, sorry, July 22nd to 23rd. This is the Kingston to Ottawa 200 kilometer marathon. It's an ultra endurance marathon, uh, through a UNESCO World Heritage site. Yes. Which (laughs) is kind of cool.
1: Yes. The Rideau Canal. I know that now. (laughs) You know that now. Yeah.
0: You're welcome. (laughs) Must be completed in 36 hours, which you wouldn't think is too bad, but there's not a lot of current. So you've got to paddle the entire way. Yeah. And we talked about the MR 540 in Missouri. Yeah. But I mean, that's fast moving water. So it's pushing you along. Yeah. This, no, this is a lazy river. (laughs) You got to do the work. 36 hours, all types of non-fixed paddle craft. So, you know, nothing with a, like no paddles, uh, paddle boats, no sails, no nothing. The, K2O, as they call it, is Ontario's largest non-stop paddling marathon and the only race in the province to offer prize money. Really? Yeah, I was not aware of that. All these other ones that I thought I was losing and not getting any money, I found out there's no money anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, check that one out. Uh, go to their website, kingston2ottawa.ca. Uh, it's coming up in July and it sounds like it's pretty cool. You know, just going up and through, like you leave from Kingston, you end up in Ottawa, there's the whole hubbub that going through the, the canals and everything like that. that that'd be kind of cool to do, even not as a race. Yeah. It'd be kind of cool to paddle that, right?
1: I think I'd rather just paddle it relaxedly mm-hmm. than make it a race.
0: Uh, yeah, you could probably do that in a couple, I mean, 200 kilometers, you do that in a couple of, like over a weekend or something, yeah. right? Or, or a few days, that sort of thing. But I want to any... stop
1: and smell the flowers on the way. Yeah, maybe some breweries
0: or something along the
1: Ooh, way. Ooh, stop and smell the breweries! Oh,
0: just like Kevin Callan did the Spay River trip with all the distilleries. Oh, maybe we could organize the same We're sort of d- thing, except like just
1: yeah breweries. Kind
0: of dream trip would that be? Eh? Yeah, I know, eh? Huh. And somebody picked him up and say, "Hey, how would you like to do this?" Like they had to twist his arm. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, there is another event called Paddle the Dawn. The Don River in Toronto. That is Sunday, May 7th. Now, I know that there were they were running out of spots, uh, whether they filled all the spots or not, because they only let so many people in, right? Yep. Um, you'll have to check them out at PaddleTheDon.ca, being D-O-N is in the Don River. Uh, annual event brings together conservationists, business people, recreationalists, to traverse one of Toronto's most important watersheds, the Don River. Their tagline is experience a natural adventure in an urban environment, huh. which is kind of cool. Uh, you know, you, you're going through, you think, yeah, we're traveling
1: through Toronto. Well, you're river. in the GTA, you're in the yeah. giant city and, and you you can paddle through it pretty much.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's really cool. Um, they say once a year, Toronto Region Conservation, TRCA, provides a unique opportunity for people to paddle the Don River. Uh, Manual life paddle the dawn is all about having fun, enjoying nature, and celebrating the dawn river watershed, which is which is pretty big. The trip also provides a time for reflection on all the benefits we derive from the natural environment, air, water resources, recreation, and spiritual renewal, that are integral to the health and function of the city and the surrounding region. So yeah, I mean, there's other people that do paddle the dawn different times of year yep. and stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this is a, a setup. Um, event that, uh, yeah, everybody gets together. So you can do it with a ton of people yep. cruising down and, uh, that's, that's pretty cool sounding. I think, uh, and yeah, I mean, even if there are no spaces, at least you can go down and check it out, see what people are, you know, uh, uh, out there doing and, um, check out the event. So that maybe next year, if you find out it's for you, then you can, uh, actually hop into it maybe next year. The last thing I want to talk about is we've talked about it being spring here. Yes. And you know, you're you got to get ready for spring and checking all your, all your, your gear and stuff like that.
1: How are your paddling skills? Mine, mine are, mine are always rusty in the spring, but it kind of comes back slowly. I wouldn't consider myself an expert paddler.
0: Neither would I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, spring is the time you get those paddling skills back up to par. If you need a refresher or are looking to learn new skills before the warm weather really sets in, check out Classic Solo Canoeing and Advanced Classic Solo Canoeing DVDs by Becky Mason. Ah, yes. You can find them at redcanoes.ca. And if you've never watched, we talked about her, her these DVDs
1: oh, yes.
0: many, many episodes ago. Yes. Um, I actually bought them. For, well, I bought them for Christmas one year for I myself. And I borrowed them from you. Yeah, and you borrowed them. And it, she shows you the basic skills to to paddle, the basic strokes and stuff like that. That if you jump in a canoe, then you can you can be paddling along no problems. Yeah. The advanced classic solo is much more advanced. Uh, it shows you better strokes and more advanced strokes and how to do things. And you can just sit there and watch them on your on your TV and you'll remember, oh yeah, you know what, that's how I do that, that's how you do that. Okay, that's cool. And then when it does come time that you're in your boat for the first time in the season, then you're going to remember all these things or hopefully you're going to remember them and you're going to be able to put them into use. Now, when I was at the Out- Ottawa Outdoor Show, she was there, Becky Mason was there. She's talking about paddle to the sea. Okay. And she has this little game that she's got a canoe and she... You pick something and she says, okay, if you want to, um, move to the side, what skills do you use? What paddle strokes do you use? And it got to the point where I couldn't tell her the names of the paddle strokes (laughs) because I just do them. Yes. So she's looking at, I said, well, this is what I would do. And I showed her like with an invisible paddle in my hand, this is what I do. And she goes, yes, that's sculling. Oh, okay. So you'd skull. I said, well, if you had somebody in the front, which I never do when I'm doing this sort of stuff. What would, what would they do? And I said, they'd get out of my canoe is what they'd be doing. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not the right answer. Well, they would pry. And I said, yeah, well, they'd be pushing like th- th- that's a pry, pry. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I a got it right. pry or but draw or. Yeah.
0: I just couldn't remember what they were yeah. actually called.
1: Right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those things. Like a lot of people know these paddle strokes and stuff, but can you really put a name to it unless you're an instructor or, you know, you're, you belong to one of these groups. It's just, you just do the paddle stroke.
0: Yeah. And that's, I mean. Uh, with me, that's a whole lot. Of, a lot. I mean, even right down to sports. Your sports teams and stuff. Yeah, who's that guy on that team? Yeah, he's. I know the name, but I. I can't remember what his <laughs> number is or something like that. You know, it's the same with this. You just do it. You know, that's like oh, yeah. you, you want to tie that that knot? Well, you just do it. Well, what knot is that? I don't know. I've been doing them for years. Well, that's the clove hitch or something like that. Yeah, it's the same with the paddle strokes. You know, you're doing the skull, the draw, the pry. You know the J stroke, the C stroke, the the you know, all strokes up the ding dong. Check out Becky's uh, two DVDs at RedCanoes.ca. You're definitely going to pick up a lot of information on 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 those, and you'll be able to put them into practice uh, when you're out on the water this year. And I actually plan I'm going out going to uh, gonna go down to Duffins Creek here, um, which is what five minutes from my house in, uh, when it warms up just a little bit more and get out there, I'm going to start practicing some of these. So if, uh, if you're listening to our show and you are interested in getting out and, and, uh, trying some of this stuff and, you know, just getting in the, in the swing of the paddling season, get out for an afternoon or something like that. Maybe we'll get together uh, on a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon and, yeah. uh, throw our, our uh, canoes in the water and, uh, give it a little bit of a paddle around. Sounds like a plan right It does it does it does maybe we'll even invite you Derek
1: <laughs> <laughs> You might have noticed I was distracted a little bit over here
0: oh, you're always distracted
1: I know I was looking for that subhill downhill race thing and I found it so it was the uh, the CKS paddle Fest, which is in Buena Vista Colorado so the subhill downhill race there's there's a few things that I came across were the uphill downhill races so this is a it's a tiring upstream paddle and a Chinese downhill stand-up paddleboard river race. Now, the only thing I know about Chinese downhill is from the movie, from the 70s or 80s, where the Chinese downhill, you're skiing and you're kicking everybody off their boards. And so it's like a full contact ski race in the
0: movie. So full contact stand
1: Stand-up up paddleboard, paddleboard race. race down
0: river. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Brass knuckles. <And> I, they,
1: <laughs> there's pictures here. They've got protective gear. They've got helmets. Like <laughs> that looks fun. So I'm
0: taking it, this
1: ain't making it to the Olympics. No, I don't think so. This maybe they'll make a movie. Well, that sounds absolutely Yeah, wild. so I'm glad I looked that up. But yeah, so it's a, it's a tiring uphill, upstream battle with a Chinese downhill stand-up paddleboard river race.
0: So are they fighting each other going up?
1: No, I think it's just a, they just describe it as tiring uphill and a Chinese downhill.
0: So you got a race to the top. Now I guess we're getting up to the top. Do they have all the gear on, or do they switch it into gear at the top? I, I don't
1: know. I assume it's all in one, right? You you start off from the start line, and you'd paddle upstream, and then on the way back down, it's a Chinese down. It's a free for all. <laughs> that sounds
0: awesome. Yeah,
1: absolutely <laughs> awesome. <The> possibilities. <laughs> I know, and I, and I want to go to the page, but it's, uh, it's saying that there's some kind of Earl disconnect. I know I found uh-huh. it on Facebook on the CKS Paddlefest Facebook page. So if you want to find it there, if you're interested in finding out more, that's where it is on their Facebook page. And, uh, it's somewhere's on their Paddlefest website, but I can't find it.
0: I wonder if you have to finish on your own paddleboard.
1: So you're next to somebody, you tackle matter. somebody. Right I need off. that board <laughs> taking you out. I happen to be on your board? I'm, I'm going. <laughs> this could be fun. So,
0: anyway, that's our uh, our show for th- for this week. Um, you can uh, take a peek for us on online. You can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Instagram. You definitely find us on Facebook, which is our biggest presence. You can find us on Twitter, and for any episodes that you've missed, you can get those off our website, you can get those on iTunes, and you can get those on FM Player. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening this week.
1: Uh, I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Best. We'll see you next time.